0: on your end how are you comfy
1: yeah i've got a bottle of water that has a dragon that i needed to buy purely for that reason so i'm good yeah
0: okay cool hell yeah okay so let's (laughs) kick this show off Hey. hey guys welcome to tree bark this is episode 21 and i'm joined with the amazing the powerful wonderful and beautiful blue dragon and i just uh I've been following him for quite some time on YouTube. I've been a, a couple of years subscriber and I've always liked his content. Um, and I would describe him as a YouTuber, as a creator, as a makeup artist, as a drag queen, as a whole, like a whole lot of variety. Um, how How would you describe yourself, Blue?
1: Powerful. <laughs> <laughs> that was my fucking favorite thing that you said there. That broke me. Oh,
0: I'm sorry.
1: Um, <laughs> no, that was brilliant. Thank I mean you. it. I really do the, mean p- it. The powerful. Oh, uh, fuck. Thank you. Um, I. Okay, how would I describe myself? Well, I'm I'm just an entertainer, primarily. I just... I, I make dumb things that hopefully make people laugh. And a lot of the time, people take them a little too seriously.
0: <laughs> yeah, that can sometimes happen online. I mean, uh, so you'd be... I mean, would you label yourself as a YouTuber or like just uh, furry YouTuber specifically? Um, Like, what are your main uh, passions and interests there? That's
1: that's That's a good
0: good question, question, actually.
1: Like, because I, before before doing doing any sort of furry YouTube content, I'd been making normal YouTube in quotations uh, since two thousand and seven. I want to say, like, I got a, a terrible digital camera for Christmas and didn't even realize it had a video recording function when I figured that out it blew my tiny little mind so I just started filming things in the backyard but the camera didn't have a speaker so I didn't realize it had a microphone because it didn't play back the sound but it was recording the sound mm-hmm. so I was filming all these things completely silently and it was the most awkward <laughs> terrible content you could possibly find on the internet and it is still up there
0: I mean which is if, great. You, if you made it like black and white it would just be like a silent movie
1: basically right i was like actually a bit of a pioneer but don't worry about that it's it's cool it's chill i'll, I'll let everybody else take credit for that one because i don't really want the credit what,
0: um <laughs> I mean, you said uh 2007 and i think youtube came around like 2005 6 era so you're on the i think bandwagon. it was early
1: yeah early 2006 um i i just i was obsessed with video I always have been, I don't know why, I thought filming was the coolest thing cuz it was just like, oh, that's, that's a picture but it moves and you've got that memory forever. That's that's awesome. I don't know why I was so obsessed with that at such a young age, but as soon as I saw there was a place where people were posting that, I went, yeah, I would also so, like to post that, please and thank.
0: That's kind of really interesting because at the time when it's like this website was just like budding and it wasn't the mainstream of media that it is today. Um, I mean, there weren't really, like, popular YouTubers. There weren't people that was your go-to, you know, like, inspirations and mm. stuff. So did you um, – how did you sort of navigate the early days of YouTube? Did you – I mean, like you said, you just started uploading whatever you felt like at the time? Or did you Did you aspire yeah. to be, um, like, someone else on the website?
1: Well, I – at the time, as I said, I made these, these videos in my backyard and I didn't know what I was doing. I was just making something with my friends and we uploaded those to start. And then that's when I started looking around because I actually kind of more started as a creator than a, a viewer because there wasn't really anything to view at the time. There were a few people around. But yeah. the weird part was those terrible trash videos that I made were on the front page of YouTube because there was that little on there at the time oh wow yeah you got a really early start on the
0: content and
1: yeah like if only i'd made something good wouldn't that have been great
0: <laughs> i mean everyone has their baby steps right and like i mean what has it been almost like uh what since 2006 and we're in 2020 now so well over 10 years oh, of making content i am broken
1: yeah well i mean i've stopped quite a few times uh because i did i made all of those videos where i had no idea where i was What I was doing or why I was doing it for years but like on and off like I'd make one a month or one every two months because I think I was probably about oh 2006 I was I was about 12 so I didn't really have much of a a commitment to YouTube or anything there was no like reason to come back to it either because there was no career there and I know that that sounds a little bit shallow like oh I couldn't make money off YouTube so I didn't make videos but (laughs) I knew at a very young age I wanted to be a dancer so I knew that to be a dancer, to be a professional, I had to spend all my time in dance classes, which uh-huh. is why I didn't have any time to make YouTube videos. So I was very career-minded at a young age, which is probably not a good thing. But hey, at least I I,
0: I have a home. Yeah. So and <laughs> <'cause>... <laughs> it helped with that. Yeah, no, like you had a clear focus <laughs> from the very beginning. So like was choreography a big part of yourself at the time when you were uh, like a really young and then youtube was also sort of just this dumping ground for like another creative outlet for yourself at the time yeah exactly i i started
1: dancing when i was six years old because i just did not stop moving and my parents asked me if i wanted to play a sport and i was like oh not really i don't really like kicking balls that much it's not really my thing and they're like oh do you want to dance i was like yeah that could be it so I actually started with tap dancing moved into pretty much everything after that because I just loved it so much still love tap dancing but there's no one fucking cares about it anymore so there's no need to do it but Mm. um but yeah that's that's how I started getting into dance and everything and through dance I got put on a stage and I realized not only did I like dancing I just liked performing in general I got into acting as well a uh, little bit of singing, but I never really got lessons, which I, I really fucking should have. Um, but no, that's but cool. that I just, it's its just kind of like that whole entertaining aspect. That's all I really wanted to do after I tried doing it a few times. Uh-huh. And I just didn't care where I was doing it, whether it was on a stage or on some random person's screen on the other side of the world, because I filmed it on my terrible $20 camera in the backyard. Like, that was awesome to me to be entertaining anyone at all. So it was, yeah, it was just, like, a a side passion, a dumping ground for, like, another creative outlet just to try and entertain someone.
0: So, like, the main impetus was, like, I don't care who it is that I'm performing for if I'm, like, entertaining in that, like, aspect. If I'm making somebody happier, like, that's the primal, Mm -hmm. like, motivation. You're entertaining somebody, some audience out there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, I I think it's almost to a detriment sometimes with me because (laughs) I was put into dancing very young, And it became the thing that I did that made people happy and made me made people proud of me. Uh So I was like, oh, okay, cool. As I'm, like, developing my brain and all of that, I'm realizing, ah, entertaining makes people happy. They stay around when I do that. Blah, 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 blah. All of a sudden, that's the most important thing in my life as a formed adult. And I'm like, oh, okay, I just need to entertain people. As long as I'm entertaining, I'm happy.
0: That's... Oh, yeah, that, that is a really nice feedback loop, too, because it's sort of like when you crack a joke around your friends, like they laugh at your jokes, and you become like this comedian, and then it's just like mm-hmm. back and forth. And, and, yeah, I love that, too, because it, it sort of plays into art. So, like, when some of my artist friends make something, um, everyone's looking at it, and they're all, like, laughing at a joke or whatever that they drew, and then that's how I cultivated my love for art, actually, too. Um, How mm. – so, like, did your – what was surprising was actually your family kind of cultivated your your love for performance or just dance at the beginning.
1: Yeah, yeah, my family were incredibly supportive, um, which is insane because my dad actually grew up playing soccer in a Christian household and became an electrical engineer. So he's not really a creatively inclined person himself. Yeah, uh, he's he is creative in his own right. Like he does uh, technical drawings and he designs circuitry and and all of that like he's he's very creative in that right but it's not traditional creative and then my mum is an absolute like she was practically a flower child i guess like growing up she got put in a van uh and taken out of school and would travel around australia with her parents just kind of chilling in a van with her brother and a dog like so she was she was a bit on the other end of the spectrum and she was very creative and very nurturing of whatever people wanted to do so, so as soon as there was a slight hint that i wanted to do something that was even a little bit out of the norm i i can't even remember my either of my parents questioning it because mm-hmm. i just don't think my mom would have let my dad question it in all honesty
0: what? no that's really cool actually cuz <laughs> it's really insightful for like the home that you were raised in too because you have like these kind of like dichotomies where on one polar side, you have your father, who's the engineer, and the technical side, and then on the total opposite mm-hmm. of the spectrum, you have your mother, who's more happy-go-lucky, bubbly, adventurous type that it sounds like you described.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she literally makes bonsai as a hobby, and for a career for a while.
0: Oh, isn't that, um, you're pruning, uh, like, small Japanese gardens and stuff? <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep. Oh, that's sick. That's really cool. <laughs>
1: it's, it's awesome. She trained under an actual Japanese master named Megumi.
0: Oh so oh, wow, it's yeah, it's a it's a strange flex, but there you go. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's okay. So, um, when you started like this early like dance slash performing career, like, did it just? At what was like the in, the pivoting point where, um, you're you're dumping more of your time and devoting more of your passion into like the YouTube sphere.
1: That was actually. It's it's quite weird that we're talking about it in comparison to my dance because the only reason I ever really got into YouTube was because I had to take a break from dancing because I injured my back.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I was uh, doing a full-time dance course at the time. It was just like university or college or wherever you're from. The, the after-school full-time tra- training and learning time. Oh, that yeah. was the thing I was doing. But it was for performing arts specifically and... Uh, during one of the dance classes, I twisted my back wrong and pinched a nerve and paralyzed my entire back for like three weeks. So I couldn't dance, obviously. Oh, I was no. like, it was actually hilarious when it happened because it didn't hurt as much as you would expect it to because it just kind of stopped working. Yeah. So I, mid jump, I just literally fell on the floor and kind of
0: like rolled into the wall and I just kind of laid there going, oh, Meanwhile, I can't move now. <laughs> no, like meanwhile, fast forward like to like recently, and I I saw a couple of videos from you doing like a drag performance where you straight up like do the splits on the ground and then you do one of those collapsing <laughs> moves to end the show. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Like I, so I assume your back's fully healed now. I hope you're okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely fine. Yeah, uh it was actually quite lucky. What happened was uh, my nerve. Uh, like was getting pinched and it froze my back to protect it from doing any actual damage oh so that's why i was paralyzed but it just didn't realize to let go so i couldn't move for three weeks like i could move my arms and legs and everything but my back was just like i had a metal pole down it it was so weird yeah
0: well i mean um that's the beauty of being young though right because you're more flexible and like plastic
1: oh yeah yeah exactly i was just apparently a little too flexible and my body went no you need to sit down (laughs) so i did
0: (laughs) So you took a break in that time during this injury. And then so I get the idea that, yeah, YouTube in the online world became more of an outlet.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'd been doing it in the past, but something I'd never really done with my YouTube videos prior to this experience was talk to the camera. I tried it once or twice when I figured out my camera actually had a microphone, uh, but I never really felt confident doing it. And then I took this huge break from YouTube got really into my performing and everything, Learned a lot more about acting than I had before, mm. and I came back and I went, I'm just gonna turn my camera on while I'm eating some pasta, and I'm just gonna see what happens. Um. And I just talked shit for a <laughs> solid 30 minutes while eating pasta. I dropped my pasta at some point. This video was absolutely just the dumbest thing. Cut it down to like 10 minutes, posted that, and it just went better than I expected. Like oh. it didn't blow up or anything, but I had some really positive responses, and I was like, "Hmm, sounds like okay."
0: Sounds like you were just pioneering the mukbang craze, <laughs> right? Like I,
1: that literally wasn't a thing at the time. Not yeah. only
0: did I invent for YouTube, I also invented
1: mukbang. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah like, honestly well, that or a lot of your fans were italian and they just really liked the pasta you were eating at the time they were so into that pasta
1: oh boy i think it was a red sauce too so <laughs> mm, mm, the good shit and but, it, but i posted that and then yeah. made like i think another one in that entire break and when i went back to my course all the people i was doing my course with had seen it and they were all like that is amazing you need to make more and i was like oh And I honestly had struggled to connect with these people Uh prior to this too, because a lot of performers are incredibly, incredibly confident, like just, oh, hello, I'm trying to, no, okay, bye. Like that sort of, you just can't even, it's not that they're mean, they're just so confident that they just kind of,
0: it's a little bit intimidating sometimes. It's sometimes cut and dry in the way that they're able to like throw their energy out there and then kind of just dip in, dip out, but they're on their own agenda. Yeah.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was, uh, I wasn't used to that prior to doing this course. Now I would probably say I might be one of those people. I'm not sure. It depends on your perspective because to them, I might still look like an awkward little wiener, but to someone else, (laughs) I might look like a social goddess. Who knows? But,
0: uh, it sounds like the, that video of like you just kind of like eating and talking is another window into like who you are as a person that other people can watch.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I think, I wouldn't be surprised if some of them watched it with the intent to be like, oh my god, the weird kid of our course posted a video online, let's laugh at, it, laugh at him. But when I got there and spoke to them about it, they, they brought it up and they said, that was hilarious, you need to make more videos. Like, that's really fucking funny, we didn't know you were that funny. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's probably because you didn't listen to me, but yeah. sick.
0: <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but, yeah, when they take the time to see this other more private side of you just being yourself, it's like, oh yeah, he's Mm. actually funny, or, like, this is a different side of him we didn't see before. And it's cool that it was encouraging instead of, like, more of a bully thing that you described.
1: Yeah, I I think I got very lucky there because uh, I was in a performing arts environment, so they understood what I was doing rather Uh than... Yeah. Like, even if it was slightly different to what we were all doing together, they were like, oh, no, it's still performing, it's still a a form of entertainment, and you you did it well, apparently, in their opinion. So I was like, oh, cool,
0: thanks. I always like to ask kind of early on in the show now like what what was the the thing that got you onto the furry realm actually like what connected those lines to 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 making you a performer and then also a furry now
1: So what was is the question what got me into the furry fandom or what made me create content in the furry fandom Hmm
0: well okay let's um let's back it up to its f- to the furthest So like what got you <laughs> into the furry fandom then Porn, porn. <laughs> you know, that's not an uncommon answer, and I'll just be totally transparent. No, it though. is
1: not. It is not uncommon in the slightest. I came for the porn, stayed for the people, like most of us do.
0: Oh, that would be an awesome bumper sticker. Yeah, right. Came for the porn. I, I
1: fu- oh, stayed for the merch. <laughs> Make merch for the podcast. Do it. Hell yes. Came for the porn, stayed for the people. On like a porn, so you know it's furry related.
0: I'll quote you too and then if you you know if you want that on like an epitaph i could i could totally hook that up ah oh, sick yeah <laughs> business
1: <laughs> business deals um so, I love it.
0: so did it um start because like for me personally when i got into the fandom it was mostly online based and to date myself mm-hmm. i was looking at vines and i somehow came across a lot of fursuiter vines and then i saw some cute fursuiters playing different musical instruments and i'm and i'm like wait this isn't some like phase or something I'm there's more to it and it was sort of like discovering Fight Club. Like, nobody ever talked about it, but I found more and more people <laughs> into it. So what, what, yep. what was your sort of exposure there? Oh,
1: mine was... Um, mine. I wish we had Vine when... Sorry, I need to burp. <laughs> Fantastic. Sick. You can leave that in or edit it out. It's up to you. <laughs> it's all good. Um, But I wish we had Vine when I was trying to find everything, because when I was... Finding the fandom, for lack of a better word Like, I lurked for years I was, like, just strictly on FA Just browsing them them pickies Like, mm, that's the good <laughs> shit And then I was like, wait There's a lot of other people on this website On FA, like, there's a lot of users on this website I must, like I must have met a furry in my life Or there must be some that live nearby
0: mm-hmm. I
1: wonder what they're like So I went on Facebook And I typed furries into, like, the search thing on Facebook. And the first thing that came up was, uh, it's a city I kind of live near called Gosford, and it was called Gosford Furries. And it was just a group on Facebook, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to join, lol. Yeah. (laughs) So I literally went from lurking for six... See, I joined the fandom in... Too early. Too early for... (laughs) for why i joined it that's for sure uh 2004
0: oh so actually before youtube mm-hmm
1: yes wow. <laughs> so the whole time i was doing normal youtube i was a degenerate as well i just didn't talk about it at all but uh <laughs> yeah i joined the F- fandom in 2004 yeah then i started doing youtube in 2007 then i became social in the fandom in 2012 which was the same year i was doing my dance course and rebooted youtube
0: Mm -hmm. so i
1: I went on facebook met one person spoke to them for like 10 minutes they told me there was a meet tomorrow so i went all right and i went to the meet
0: how was your first meet
1: (laughs) it was brilliant It was absolutely nuts. I had no idea what was going on, and for some reason, everyone was so lovely, and I was so confused. And then suddenly, there were animal costumes, and I was like, "What? I didn't even know these were a thing. What? Th- what is happening?" Oh, so that was very deep dive into the like full expansion of the fandom.
0: So actually, like even though you were in the online space for a few years, it sounds like. Not only until you met furries, like IRL, did you actually see suitors and stuff. Like there wasn't Mm -hmm. that wasn't in your mind that that was a thing yet.
1: That wasn't, yeah, it wasn't really because uh, I was full degenerate mode. I was just looking at (laughs) erotic arts,
0: of Of course, you know, as one does.
1: Yes, yes, as one does on a fine Tuesday evening and Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Uh, But yeah, that that's all I was really looking at and. Also, to be fair, there weren't as many suits around mm-hmm. in 2004. Like, there, just it wasn't... The fandom was absolutely minuscule in comparison to 2020, that's for sure. Oh, definitely, like, yeah, 100%. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. So there was, there was nowhere near as many suits, so it wasn't as easy to stumble across as it is now, and I didn't really go looking very hard, to be 100% fair. In fact, the first two years I used for Affinity, I didn't even realize if you made an account you could see more things.
0: Oh okay. I was not bright. Yeah, like, I was not bright. <laughs> you just knew what you liked early on and then you just stuck to what you knew. That's fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh,
0: a bulge. More oh, of that, whoa. please.
1: Yes. <laughs> I just that was satisfying for two years apparently. That's all I needed.
0: Only two years. Oh, shucks. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, and then I I moved on. I was like, Oh, what's beneath it?
0: The mystery <laughs> needs to be revealed.
1: But yeah, um <laughs> that's how I joined the fandom. But as soon as I realized how great the people were yeah. after that first meet, I was just like, sold, sweet, I'm part of this, like, I'm actually going to be social, I'm going to be open about being in it, like, if someone asks, I'll be like, yeah, I don't give a shit, and, and I just went for it.
0: That's what I like, too, because, yeah, your experience sounds very similar to mine, where I was briefly lurking on, like, the online world, I connected it to real life, after that first con experience, or not con, the first uh, meetup experience, it just opened Mm -hmm. another layer that i could get involved into the fandom and then then i discovered cons and then all the local furries that i knew some of them went to cons um what was Mm -hmm. your first experience with conventions
1: oh my first experience with a convention was the same year again (laughs) i just went straight in and because i I knew about conventions for Mm -hmm. some reason i knew about conventions but didn't really know about fursuits i'd S- small brain mm, That's very actually smooth, really interesting Not yeah. very functional <laughs> I don't understand I, I maybe I'd seen fursuits And I just tuned them out But I just very distinctly remember Being so shocked when I saw one
0: mm-hmm. But anyway
1: I, I went uh, online Googled what the next furry convention in Australia was And at the time it was a-, a convention called FURDU Which stands for Furry Down Under Which is still running And is still probably one of my favourite conventions in Australia
0: That's what it stood <clears> for? I, d- I just discovered that You just taught me that
1: Wow oh, really? No one knows Wait. that anymore. It's crazy. Because at the time, it was still being marketed as furry down under. Down and up. then it just got shortened to fur do, like, oh, two years
0: later Oh, okay, that makes way more sense. I didn't know what the yeah. do meant. <laughs> do. Yeah, I All know. Right. It's,
1: just, it's just a casual do, you know. casual. I do. thought it was from digitally we you went know? To <laughs> my bad. Okay. I just choked on my water. Sorry. <laughs> I appreciate it. But, um, yeah, I went to that one, and it was absolutely amazing. Went with a friend who was the second furry I ever spoke to. Mm -hmm. uh, And we are still friends to this day. She's like my sister. Like, we're super close. We've lived together several times now. Oh, nice. Um, Yeah, she's amazing. Her name's Emma. I absolutely love her to pieces. But uh, we both went to our first con together, and we drank way too much on the night before (laughs) the con had even started.
0: Oh, so you are pre-gaming, actually, from the very beginning. Yeah,
1: we were pre-gaming pretty pretty (laughs) hard. (laughs) Pretty hard. We had a room party on the Thursday night, and uh, the Friday was mostly spent vomiting, so that was cute. Yeah. Oh, (laughs)
0: that sounds cute, you know.
1: Yeah. No, my favorite story from that whole con, though, is Emma and I were, the morning after Thursday, trying to function and everything, going, nah, this is is not a good idea, we fucked up, we fucked up. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'm going to go throw up in the toilet. I was like, all right, be quick, I might need to... I might need to go in there after you. She's like, okay. She starts throwing up, and as soon as I hear her throwing up, it makes me need to throw up.
0: Oh, God, yeah. So I it's ran contagious. into the bathroom. Yeah.
1: She's, like, head buried in the toilet. And somehow I managed to projectile vomit over her head into the toilet without spilling a single drop. And I
0: was so proud of myself. You know, I knew you were talented, but goddamn, that's oh, that's impressive. Well, there's just no end. There's just no end. What's next? I'll be able to
1: wipe my butt and nothing will come off. Oh!
0: Actually, yeah, it's called a metamucil, but um, that's just a bottom tip Ooh. for those out there. Anyway, anyway, metamucil,
1: metamucil, <laughs> noted. <laughs> Let me just—you can you can hear me writing it down.
0: You scrolling that that uh quick tip right there, that yep. hot tip.
1: Yeah, s- scribbled hot tip. Thanks for that one. You're
0: welcome. Uh, <laughs> sometimes you just need a healthy poo.
1: Isn't yeah. it? Hey, thank you.
0: I've been saying this. Thank you. <laughs> my boyfriend always hates it when um I text him and like I tell him I'm pooping. But he texted me, but I just wanted to give him the you know the quick FYI, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, he needs to know. He needs to, I always send selfies when I'm pooping if someone texts oh, me. Oh I gotta up my game. Right that's
0: that's what I need to do. <laughs> I've been doing it for so
1: long and people <laughs> hate me for it. It's great. <laughs>
0: my boyfriend's gonna hate you. <laughs>
1: Good. Okay. He's so welcome.
0: Courtesies of Blue. Oh, thank you.
1: <laughs> Enjoy all the toilet selfies.
0: And it's so funny, Um, speaking of the con-going experience, a couple of other furs that i talked to uh, through this podcast too says, like, one of the worst things that you could do and some of them have done is just go to a con by yourself and you have no idea what to do.
1: That is very, very, very fair. Yeah. I've done... Well... See, the thing is, I've done that, but I've been lucky in the fact that the only times I've done that, I've, without trying to sound pretentious, I've been well known enough that someone's randomly come up to me and I've made a friend. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I consider myself very lucky in that regard. Like by the time I did any cons where I turned up by myself, I'd kind of, you know, had that. So I was very lucky. Other than that, though, I would have shat myself going by myself. I always had a con buddy or two
0: would Would you consider yourself more of an extrovert or an introvert, actually? Definitely an
1: extrovert if I had to pick. Yeah, uh, but like I like to recharge. Like I reach a limit very suddenly, where I just kind of like need to leave.
0: No, yeah, that's definitely, I say this time and again, my first con experience at BLFC 2019 was um, going to my first con, I went with my best buddies, we went to the room, we checked in, we uh, had the first day, after my first day on the floor, I went back to the hotel room and I absolutely bawled my eyes out, because it was so overwhelming with all the social like, contact.
1: Yeah, no, I can understand that completely.
0: But... I think for, yeah, a lot of furries, would you say like in the fandom, like um, being kind of like a a wallflower or just kind of shy is more of the norm, actually?
1: Yeah, I would say that that's generally the norm. And I like, without trying to sound like a cliche, because I'm sure this has been said a million times, it's probably because of the anonymity that the, the fandom provides from creating a character that is mm-hmm. this fantasized probably enhanced version of yourself like the the ultimate you the thing you aspire to be exactly and yeah i think a, a lot of people who are attracted to being able to create that character are people that aren't quite confident in themselves even if they have no reason to have that misplaced confidence no that didn't that's make sense pretty... even if they have every reason to be confident there we go that's what i meant to say yeah
0: yeah no i totally but, yeah. see that and that's a good like jumping point because like Um, Would you say like through the creation of a Sona or like your your best self that you're putting out there like when people even get their suits do you think like that's what makes it easier for everyone to sort of talk to each other and communicate even in real life you know Um, is that part of like why you got a suit as well? Uh, well, is that part of
1: why I got a suit? Yeah. Mm, definitely not why I got a suit. I got a suit because I am an attention whore. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nothing's wrong with that. Yeah. I I just like performing, as I said before. I like entertaining. And if, if I, I can do that, that in the fandom, fandom better with a suit than without a suit, yeah. then fuck yeah, I'll get a suit. Obviously, I, I'll have to wait until I can afford one or until my amazing friend in Australia makes me one. Ooh. Because she's fucking beautiful, honey heart. Studios on Twitter. Quick plug right there. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Just a quick plug. Don't follow me. Follow her. Like, I don't care if you follow me. (laughs) Go follow her fucking armor, though, because she makes amazing suits and she's a sweetheart.
0: Oh, hell yeah. Well, I can link them below, too, in the bio. So that would be cool. That would
1: be amazing, actually. Thank you. Yeah. No, Honey Heart Studio. I think singular. I always say studios and then I remember it's just studio. But yeah, I'll, I'll send you the, the link and all that. Oh, but, thank you. Yeah, she she did an absolutely amazing job. Um, and she just messaged me out of nowhere and went, "I'm sick of you not having a suit." Like, have a suit. I'm gonna make you a head. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, thanks.
0: How? <laughs> and then just sent it over. She's a legend. How did um? So you have the suit that was totally custom for your Sona. How did you end up um evolving or creating your your own self actually? My Fasona? Oh, that's an
1: interesting one actually because. Originally, well, like, okay, I like to say my fursona is almost community designed.
0: How so? How you describe that?
1: Because I, I okay, guess so I originally drew a fursona that was 100% intended for porn. I was like, <laughs> I am going to learn how to draw porn or eventually commission porn. And this is the character I will use. And it was a big buff blue dragon. Shocker.
0: Is Now, you know, I mean, there there are a plethora of questions and things that I could talk about because I know you wear so many hats and you have so many passions, but is your favorite color blue? No. No,
1: yeah, it is. (laughs) It's definitely blue. I am obsessed. It is a problem. And that was actually the reason I changed my name to Blue, because everyone kept asking me that question because I had blue hair and wore a lot of blue. And they kept asking me, is your favorite color blue or something? And I'd be like, no, nah, it's fucking orange, duh. Like, <laughs> so, so I just changed my name to blue because I am a walking meme.
0: Wait, in real life, like, you legally changed your name? No, no, I wish. Oh, I God, actually okay. might. I've considered it.
1: I've considered it. My real name's Damien, though, and I don't hate it, so.
0: No, that's the same thing, too, because, um, yeah, my name, my actual name um, isn't Theo. It's um Kekoa, but at the same time, it's like... That's, Whoa. like, opposite. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Oh, That's, I love that. that. That's brilliant. What but an awesome name. It's more so like, well, what do you like calling yourself? You know, because you have a given birth name, but I like the opportunity in the fandom to name myself. So is that what you sort of took advantage mm-hmm. of too?
1: Yeah, yeah. I I liked being called Blue. I thought it was simple enough and cute enough, but edgy enough all in the one. And I was like, yeah, I'm not mad at that. Not Kind of
0: describes me too. Yeah. And no, Blue, yeah, Blue is a really nice name. It's like... It's not like um, Sparkle Fox 69 um, underscore blazer. Yeah. you know, it's yeah. a little, it's a little easier <laughs> to put on your Starbucks cup.
1: A little bit, yeah, a little ways, little yeah. And it's also a lot easier to explain to people outside of the fandom if you can't be bothered explaining furries, because mm, I've got yeah. blue hair, so it's very obvious why I might be called blue.
0: It's not So it's gonna, like, oh, easy, done. Yeah, it's not going to throw you under the bus at any time. Are you more, like, um kind of wary about being public about, your, like, your interest in the fandom, or is it more, like, whatever to you, or
1: oh it's definitely whatever now it started as very wary because i literally used to think that it would ruin ironically enough my youtube (laughs) if i was ever open about being a furry i thought people would roast me because the internet knows too much and if i ever said i'm a furry on the internet well i would be screwed wouldn't i obviously not but that's what I thought
0: that yeah that's exactly why I liked I found out like oh this is just not a phase mom it's more of like I established (laughs) myself in the community and I care more about what my community thinks of me rather than just some random public right yeah
1: exactly exactly
0: and how did so how did um YouTube so YouTube for you I don't sorry if I keep circling around YouTube or anything else I would like to also No, that's fine I just find YouTube as, like, a kind of umbrella hub that I've seen from you when you provide your content. So I mm-hmm. also noticed, like, you're into makeup. Um, you have a very beautiful, like, makeup uh, ensemble. Um, I don't know much about the oh, makeup world, him. but that seems to be also something that's booming too right now, actually, for, for a lot of uh, males. Um, yeah. How did you find yourself into makeup as well?
1: Um, I got into makeup because I used to wear stage makeup for, like, just concerts and Stedfords and whatever I had to do, like, just anything I was dancing in, I'd mm. have to have, like, a little bit of something on so the lights of the stage didn't wash my face out. Oh, okay. And... Yeah, and I used to hate it. I used to absolutely hate it. My mom had to put it on me and I would, like, squirm and be like, mm-hmm, my face feels dirty, I hate it. And <laughs> still feels dirty when you're wearing makeup. It's not a nice feeling, to be 100% honest. Is it, like,
0: really caked on there, like, heavy clay or something I've heard it described as? Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, if you want it to last all day, then yeah. Because you've got to make sure you've got, like, basically, you've got, like, probably anywhere between one to three layers of something liquidy slash wet. Oof, then you're going to yeah. dry that with a powder. Then you're going to put some coloured powders on top of that powder. Then you're going to put a spray on top of all of those powders. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it just ends up being this practical mask. Which makes you look like a queen! And so then- I'm not mad at it. Did, did that- <laughs> but yeah, I just... I got into makeup because I was doing it for... For performing and I think there was one particular routine that we were doing and it was meant to be spooky or something, so Mm -hmm. my mum put on extra eyeliner (laughs) on on my eyes and I was like, Oh. I look kinda
0: cool. It's like Ah. old and your eyes Mm. like pop. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it was it was fucking terrible. I looked like a little little shit, but Oh no. uh, (laughs) But I thought I looked sickening and I was like, I'm gonna start doing this on the regular. I would, mm. I, I'm going to start wearing eyeliner out in public and to school. And I just never stopped for, like, years and years and years. You would not see me without eyeliner between... I think it was probably, like, 2000 and... Oh, to have mentioned too many years this, this whole time. I'm getting very confused. Uh, numbers are not my forte. Probably, like, 2008 or 9, I started wearing eyeliner and I didn't stop wearing it every mm. single day until, like, 2014.
0: It was a problem was and then like did you get saucy did you put a little wing tip or what is it called like a cat yep. or something i got, I, got, I got saucy.
1: I did it started as like black smudged pencil yeah and then it, it, there was a little tip uh going up for a little bit then there was a, a little tip going down for a little bit which was the worst it was the worst idea i ever had and i did that for like a year and i looked like i was constantly crying
0: it was horrible oh, was that more like an anime kind of eye thing or
1: yeah anime sad boy sort of thing it was terrible it was not (laughs) a good look but um eventually i grew out of like just wearing eyeliner i stopped wearing all makeup altogether and the next time i kind of like looked at makeup i was just like i want to try just like looking nice yeah with it you know like just a bit of foundation to cover my pimples because i was a teenager at the time a bit of the the eyebrow pencil or something to just shape it up that was all i did and i was like Oh, I don't hate
0: this. And, like, it it wasn't at all, like, weird, or, like, people didn't, like, look at you kind of weird or anything?
1: Or To be fair, I was already bullied because I danced. So it was, like, they already called me gay anyway. Oh, so it okay. didn't really make a difference. It yeah. Like, it didn't change shit. <laughs> so it was just, like, they just said another thing. They were just like, oh, and you're wearing makeup? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, and? But I was never physically bullied, which was... Um, yeah. I almost say lucky, but it's because the few times I was physically bullied, I just fought back, like, really quickly, because mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> the the, what, the funniest part about kids is, like, they assume, they assume a lot, and one of the assumptions they made was a dancer, not only would he be gay, well, they were right about that at the end of the day, <laughs> but not only would he be gay, but he would be a pussy, and he would be weak. Oh, god, That was, yeah. that was very incorrect. Uh, I actually did karate before dancing yeah
0: <laughs> like karate. that was what yeah.
1: i like i tried for a little bit and i was like oh okay so i'm gonna remember that and i had a lot of confidence because you shoved me on a stage every week so i was like okay and i was very fit oh. from all the dance classes so the few times it ever got physical i just kind of like did little one two push him down the stairs lol
0: yeah. And you, yeah, I like how like, um, your confidence came from what you were already enjoying doing. So it's not like, I like how you put like, Oh, if they're going to make fun of you for another thing that you love doing, it's just tack on the list. You know, it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like, if, if I'm going to get looked at for being weird, it I'm going to get looked at. It doesn't matter. Like, it, it's exactly. like how I have blue hair. If someone's yeah. going to stare at me for my blue hair, they're going to stare at me for my fucking heels if I'm wearing any at the time, I don't normally wear heels out, but sometimes I fucking might. And if I am, they're going to stare at all of it. And it makes no difference whether there's one thing for them to look at or 50. They're still going to be judgmental pricks. And it's exactly. still going to yeah. not really affect yep. my day.
0: And it's more so about their own insecurities and what they want to tell you how to act. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's like more power to you do what you love. And that's, yeah, that's very encouraging. And that's why I like the fandom so much because it's not so much that like, furries are like normal like by any means but it's because it's what we're we're weird about or it's what we love doing that mm. the fandom like keeps us together for
1: yeah no i I love the fandom for that because we're all a bit odd definitely because we, we, we're, we're part of this weird. fandom so yeah. just being in this <laughs> fandom liking this is a little bit odd it's a bit out of the norm mm-hmm. then on top of that you're probably odd in a few other ways if you've got just like i was saying before if you've got one you probably got 50 so go for it And we all get each other because we've had that experience. We've been judged for our 50 different odd things. Yes. So we're we're very excusing of those other 49 that we don't have in common with the other people, which is really great.
0: And when other furs are interested in something that you never knew about that's just another thing that you could learn from it's like oh i didn't know this existed so now let me learn about it but if people exactly. were you know more xenophobic or whatever or just more closed-minded it's like you wouldn't have discovered mm-hmm. all these beautiful things
1: Mm-hmm. like i absolutely love that there's generally a lot of these tweets going around lately that are like support like x kind of artist in the mm-hmm. fandom like I know that our, our fandom is built around art, like, yeah. because it's about fursonas and everything. The weird part about this fandom is we're fans of each other. We're fans of each other's characters. So it's a very strange fandom because every other fandom, there's a thing to be a fan of. We're fans of an idea and each other's characters. It's, it's an odd one. Yeah. But because of that, there's so much more to it because we go, oh, I'm a fan of you. What are you doing? What can I learn from you?
0: Exactly, yeah, no, I couldn't agree more because, yeah, it it goes back to the layer thing where it's like, oh, if we were just fans of, like, an anime or something, not to, like, I'm Mm. also a weeb, so that's another thing in my belt. Oh, same, same. Yeah, (laughs) so. so, (laughs) I feel you, don't worry. But it's not as two-dimensional in that way, so it's like, if we want to talk about something else, it's still within, like, the umbrella of furry, in and out, yeah. Mm,
1: yeah, definitely, because it's, it's a person's character can have all these different traits and things. And that's like, I've seen the coolest characters like have these little details about them. Like they love fishing for carp or something like that. Just like something really random. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> why am I, why do I care about this? I do, you- <laughs> I, I do but I don't know why. Is- and then you end up just learning so much about people and learning and connecting with people on a lot deeper basis as well, because you're really a fan of, what they're putting out there you really want to learn about it and want to listen to it rather than just like oh this is some person spouting some stuff
0: does um no yeah i totally see that and like do you consider like so like the furry culture itself is a lifestyle for you personally hmm that's an interesting question i've never actually been asked if i consider it a lifestyle
1: but i would kind of say i i guess it 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 does encompass my entire life at the moment. My boyfriend Mm -hmm. is a furry. Mm -hmm. My two roommates are furries. Every single friend I have in Scotland are all furries. Mm -hmm. So, at the moment, yeah. But that's more so just because it was just it's so easy to make friends in this fandom so why wouldn't i have friends in this fandom like they're all really cool people
0: <laughs> yeah like literally um it it's so weird because it was kind of jarring for me like stepping out of high school into the adult world now after like 18 and then um just kind of picking up this fandom and then realizing oh wow now i have friends literally all around the world hmm um, so, they everywhere yeah i'm talking to you like literally halfway around the world and that's why we had to deal with this time difference. it's insane yeah yeah so oh my god yeah that's pretty dope um do you and it, it's such a hard question to ask too just where it's like um coming from the days of like the old a- antiquated like rat porn that was auctioned off to like <laughs> thick bean dead bod suits that we have today that's all the the trend and hype Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's come a long way um what if you could like guess like what do you think is like the future for the fandom and to sort of date this um and preface it it's kind of topical because now we're we're reaching a point where we only really have the online world again it's um due to like you Mm. know pandemic and stuff it's been really hard yeah. Oh uh, God, that's that's another good question. You're yeah. fucking full of them
1: today. God damn it! It's like you're running a podcast I, or something. Freak! I should start one. Yeah. You know, we have a
0: really good conversations.
1: That would be genius. <laughs> that would be so good. You could get a soundboard that you
0: don't use the whole time. <laughs> yeah. You know. I'll write this down. I'll I'll hit you up later. Maybe we'll do an episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I would love to. I've always
1: wanted to do a podcast. That'd be sick. Thank uh, you. But yeah, the future of the furry fandom. Um. I think it's going to keep growing Mm. constantly. Like, it's just going to keep expanding because it's got so many different types of appeals. Like, you've got people who like it because animals can be edgy. So there's, like, all the werewolf (laughs) people, all the people who are like, oh, yeah, bite me, can't yeah. And then you've got the people who are like, ooh, ooh, cutesy, wootsy. And then you've got the kinky people. And then you've got... The animators who are just, like, happen to like working with that. You've got the artists who just happen to think they're a beautiful study. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many reasons to be drawn to furry. Like, it's absolutely insane. And it's just constantly the more someone creates something that's a little bit different to the last thing, that appeals yeah. to someone slightly different than before, and that draws in another group of people. It's huh. just going to keep happening, and we're just going to keep expanding. What I hope doesn't happen, though, is changing what is allowed in the fandom and what is considered right or like the rules of the fandom, you know what I mean? Like, like you know how a lot of people, uh, you know how a lot of people have like opinions like, oh, you can't fucking um, be a furry if you're not, if you don't have a fursuit. That really old one that now everybody knows is not a thing. Yeah, I'm worried for what the future is going to be Because lately we've been seeing a lot of strange trends of, like, this is no longer allowed. Like, point blank. And don't get me... Just to clarify, I'm not talking about sexual abusers and things like that. They Uh are not allowed. Get the the fuck out. Yes. You're not welcome. Yes. Fuck off. That's not what I'm talking about. Like, I just kind of... I've seen, like, um... I'm just gonna have to bring this one up because it's the most recent, even though it is mildly controversial. The whole... A zoo versus bestiality oh, yeah, that is debate a of like if is it if it's on four legs it's wrong and all of this crap
0: like if it's I'm, I'm sorry but fuck off like <laughs> if it's also a fantasy and made up in a cartoon character <laughs>
1: exactly exactly it, it, like I I don't actually like I I've said I'm into it for the porn so you know I'm not lying when I say I'm not into feral stuff personally it's not for me yeah i like big beefy animal men like standing on two legs that's my jam
0: but yeah
1: do i give a shit if fucking joe three doors down wants to fap to like a drawing of bolt no i don't because he's not harming a child he's not harming a dog he's not harming anyone Mm he is just living his fantasies yeah let him live his fantasies on the four legs and also most of the time they're sentient creatures so it's not even that bad that's a they're sentient that's the whole issue
0: (laughs) yeah is there consent you know
1: (laughs) yes there is that's the thing most of the time and when you tell me there isn't then maybe i'll be like yeah that's kind of wrong but still it's a fantasy so at least you're not hurting anyone just don't take it into the real world mate yeah but like Ugh, that's kind it's, of it's just a bit ridiculous.
0: Yeah, that's kind of where like the you raise the brow when like people start like um policing other people on what to think and before they even mm-hmm. make actions, it's like how far, you know, down the rabbit hole do you have to go before you start beating people with a banhammer?
1: Mm-hmm, exactly, because I'm sure pretty much all of us have been told we're freaks for being furries. I've been told I'm a an absolute disgusting pervert because I like furry porn. And I'm like, okay, yeah. That, I get it, I'm weird. It's different, So why yeah. the fuck would I make someone else who's a different kind of weird feel bad? Ex- yeah. As long as they are not hurting anyone.
0: 100%. It's... Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> this
1: is why art exists, so we can live out the fantasies that cannot be lived
0: out. Yeah, no. Ah, yeah. like giant <laughs> dragon men. Ah. Giant Ah. <laughs> Yeah, giant, yes. uh, all-consuming, uh, macro furs, yeah. You know, mm-hmm, that's yes. very realistic. Um, I'm definitely Those gonna see eggs. Falco, um... Well, there's a reason I'm over. in this fandom and not off <laughs> having actual sex. <laughs> you t- are you telling me, as a dragon, you're not, you turned on by cars? Nah, no No?
1: Uh, no. I used to be, and then, uh, one broke my heart, and I just, I can't do it anymore.
0: Oh, Okay yeah it's a, a very sensitive
1: topic
0: well since um we were branching off um from like the future talk of like you were mentioning that you're just gonna see it grow more and more um sort of mm-hmm. a hot take that i've heard before growing going around where it's like oh furry's gonna be mainstream um what is your opinion on that like wh- what does that matter fuck
1: i hope it's not oh my god oh my god <laughs> like uh, there's there's advantages and disadvantages to furry being mainstream. And it also depends on your definition of mainstream. Because it already is, technically, you've got furries in Disney. Disney is a mainstream thing. Mm-hmm. Furries Furry's are mainstream. mainstream. But that's not the furry fandom. So I get what they're saying by, like, furries will go mainstream. Because it's not... It's like, Zootopia isn't the fandom. It's just furries. furries. It's, it's a furry, furry, furry character. Yeah, But the fandom going mainstream... That would be only good in the sense that it may bring more work to the artists already in the fandom. That would be amazing.
0: Exactly. Bringing more
1: money into the fandom to support the artists that are already here. Fuck yeah, I'm here for that every single day. But that could also bring in artists that are only here for the money that are not actually part of the fandom, which it very likely will, and very likely they'll be the ones seeing the money. Mm Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, it's also going to mean we're going to have to change a lot about who we are and what we like and how we do what we like to appeal to mainstream, which is completely unnecessary in my opinion. We're doing fine as it is. We don't need to be liked by everyone.
0: Yeah, there's no one leader, there's no board that's handling like the fandom. It's just literally kind of like this amorphous liquid thing that just goes in and out of like maybe the mainstream of like the public. But to us it's Thank just, you. Yeah, it's just I totally get what you're saying, yeah. Um, and to to sort of like um kind of change topics or just like uh reel back a little bit, I wanted to go back to you about how, um, under your what I really like and appreciate when I see a creative person and see somebody who drives to pursue their passion is like your lifestyle as a hundred percent creative. Like that is your full-time job. Would you say?
1: Yes. Yes, it is currently.
0: So what is it like to sort of generally describe like, um, the having to put out something creative, having to make a video and, and be still passionate about that. Could you speak a little to that? Yeah, sure. Um, So,
1: as soon as you turn a passion into a job, uh, and I've done this a few times, I've been lucky enough to turn a passion into a job a few times. I've done it with dance, I've done it with acting, and I've done it with YouTube, and I've done it with editing. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you turn a a passion into a job, it loses a little bit of its spark. It always does. There is no denying that. But as long as you, you remember that, you know, you are lucky... It's a bit easier to keep going, but the problem with uh, something like YouTube versus something like uh, all the dance things I've done because I've been working on contracts and working in groups and for companies and this gig here and that gig there and I get paid Mm -hmm. a flat rate, blah, blah, blah. YouTube or maybe uh, just an artist, someone who's self-employed, you don't just get to go, yay, I'm doing my passion. You also get to go, Oh shit! I have to, or I cannot eat. Yeah, (laughs) like that's the worst part. That's where it comes in, and you're like, oh god. On the days where I'm really not feeling like being creative, I have to be creative. On the days where I feel like absolute shit, it doesn't matter. I've got to pump something out that's got to be amazing, even if I don't know what. What on earth people want to see, and I just have to do that and I'm not to be honest right now I'm not really talking about myself very much because I don't know if you notice my channels are fucking dead uh I'm trying to fix that currently get ready for a very exciting video of me staring off into space again the second one it's awesome then after that I'm gonna start making real videos again (laughs) and
0: that's what sometimes it takes I really want to highlight what you said about like when you have that crunch time to like think of something to put out there and you don't know what the people like you just want to make something how what is that pressure like it it
1: sucks it, it sucks, sucks a lot, lot <laughs> and it's very easy to crumble
0: yeah and yeah you, I've, I've crumbled quite a few times do you find that it sometimes like is empowering though when you when you get off that idea and then you you put it out and you see how well it does or doesn't do so well like what is the gears that's still like is it just willpower that still puts you to do those things <laughs> um at the
1: moment. Mostly willpower. No, not mostly. No, I, I take that back 100%. It is 10% willpower, 90% the subscribers that are still there's willpower, because I kid you not, this sounds so fucking wanky, but every time I see a comment that is like, I I miss you posting often or something like that, it Aww. like kind of breaks my heart. Aww, like, yeah. it actually does. And I'm like, you're the reason I am trying you're the reason that I am trying to stop crying about YouTube and start actually making things for YouTube again. Oh so like, God. it's, that's honestly what keeps me going is like the few people that have stuck around and have supported me so amazingly. See, I, I, that's my thing. I'm very lucky not so much to have a large subscriber base. And I'm not saying I have a small one. I have a, I have a medium one. It's It's very opinion. respectable.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, thank you.
1: Yeah, I, I would also call it respectable, but it, it's not the biggest. It's not huge. Mm-hmm. But what I do have is a handful of really, really fucking awesome subscribers. Like, there are some really cool people in there that are absolutely amazing. Yourself being one of them, like, oh, I get to you. talk to you on a podcast that's fucking brilliant. Oh, thank like, you. if... You're more than welcome. This has been amazing so far. But if I, I didn't oh, make those videos yeah, and... <laughs> What was that, sorry?
0: Oh, no, 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 no. I was just saying it could dip at any moment, but don't worry. (laughs) (laughs)
1: True. (laughs) Don't worry, I'm prepared, I'm prepared. No, no, no,
0: but I'm very serious. I, I love to hear when a creator is pouring their heart out about what actually matters to them because to me, as like a very early creator who's only been doing this a couple of years now, um, mm. sometimes I get jaded about what I see that's trending or what's popular on YouTube and it's not what I like personally and I feel discouraged a lot of the time
1: yeah I understand that a lot I get that too because it's like it changes all the time and you can also kind of get caught in these like little bubbles of what's trending and what you see as trending might not be what's trending in someone else's bubble and stuff uh-huh. like that and it gets yes. really confusing yes. and conflicting and and then you're going, but I'm trying to make this that I thought was trending, and I like this, but now there's other things trending that's fucking shit. <laughs> <But it's, laughs> Why is it?
0: <laughs> it's really self-affirming to hear that, though, from a person who has been doing YouTube for so long and has been performing. Um, it just tells me that that's a very real, like, it's not a fantasy all the time. And I like hearing yeah. that. Um, do it's, you... it's definitely not. And is there also a business side, like, in the back of your brain? Because it's not all just focusing on the creativity it's yeah focusing on your income focusing on some numbers Mm -hmm. and statistics like also being your own ceo and stuff
1: yeah there's there's definitely a side to that which i i wouldn't say i'm the best at i i try my hardest with it uh Mm -hmm. i'm quite good at like see my thing is i know how to play the game but i don't enjoy playing the game that's my problem i don't like being dishonest in any way and sometimes to be a creator on youtube specifically you have to bend the truth a little bit and i really hate doing that yeah it's not fun like i'm very good at it because i'm bordering on a sociopath but (laughs) i don't like it because i'm bordering on a sociopath
0: but I think that's what keeps you genuine, though, right? That's what keeps you kind of grounded, so that you're not just making a sort of um, uh, what do you call that when you're like showing a face or something? Yeah, exactly. Like just wearing a mask or putting on this character. That's just yeah. And completely... as funny as we are as a persona, like it's a persona, yeah. but <laughs> it's it's very much just you. You're not really any different.
1: No, i I've always made that a thing with. Uh, any YouTube I've made, like, both in and out of the fandom, I've I've made sure that whatever I'm putting online is 100% myself because I don't... Unless I'm doing a character, like, in a video or something yeah. like that, it's obviously a skit. I don't want attention for anything that isn't true. I don't want people to be connected with something that isn't me because then when they meet me, they're going to be like, ah, oh. I'm going to be like, well, oh, sorry, yeah. I let you down. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I literally only have friends in Scotland... Because of YouTube, like I didn't, I wouldn't yeah. have had any, probably maybe one or two, but like mm-hmm. probably not these ones. And they're all fucking awesome. And a lot of them started out watching my videos and then came up to me and went, hi. And I went, you seem cool. Want me friends?
0: Yeah. Like,
1: but if I was dishonest in my videos, that wouldn't have worked because they would have come up, c- gone high. I would have been like, oh, I hate everything. Oh, uh, I'm a big cunt. And then they would have <laughs> left. Like, so it just wouldn't work, or, so or what's the what's, point?
0: Yeah, or what's worse is maybe you'd also attract people you don't find personally, like, all that encouraging or true to themselves mm-hmm. either. Mm, that's actually,
1: that was a little bit of a problem at the start of me making furry videos because I had this, like, very edgy, it wasn't, it was, like, more an exaggeration than a character because I was genuinely feeling that way, but I was yeah. just amping up how angry I looked and how angry I sounded mm. about it. It, and I got a few very angry people oh. watching my videos <laughs> to begin with, but then everyone kind of realized it wasn't that serious after a while, and and my my subscriber base balanced out.
0: But that's the thing, though, too, where it's like I think at a very nitty gritty level, if you have to like come to terms with it, like that's what an entertainer is, right? That's why you're interesting, and that's why you're out loud and outspoken, is because you're you're more kind of bombastic in an exaggerated way. Mm.
1: Yeah, like I'm obviously not gonna be hundred percent the same in a YouTube video as if I were hanging out with a friend, because yeah. if I jumped around constantly and <laughs> did weird voices twenty four seven, everyone would be exhausted, including me. Yeah. So that's what it's for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like in a a ten minute concentrated video of me, yeah, I'll give give it a little bit extra so you can get to know me quicker or get to know what I'm about quicker. Or be a little more entertained because I don't want to be fucking boring on a video. Like, what's the point?
0: (laughs) I mean, you could be staring at a camera for five minutes, you know. (laughs) I could, yeah, I could do something like that. (laughs) You know, that would be that'd be a really weird choice for someone to do though. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Gotta get them hits. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Gotta get them hits. Although I needed to post those videos because I I started getting in my head about the quality of my content. And whether things were good enough to post. Because as a creative, you always want to make something better than your last thing. You always want to do better.
0: So it's sort of just that feeling of always trying to top yourself, actually. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I... Yeah. I've never felt much competition with other YouTubers. Not, like, in terms of, like ooh, am I a better YouTuber than them, or are they a better YouTuber than me? I don't care. Mm -hmm. Like, it's down to personality and what you vibe with and stuff like that. So there is no, this person's a better YouTuber. You could say things like, this person has a bit better editing. Yeah, like, cool, that's fine. But again, that's down to taste. Maybe you don't like heavy editing in your videos. Maybe you prefer a raw experience. So saying someone's a bad YouTuber, I really don't think is a thing. Because... Because it does that you'll still vibe someone will still vibe with you even if it's for the reasons you don't intend like someone's still gonna vibe with pretty much anyone who makes content on that website
0: no yeah that's totally true because no matter what you do you'll yeah i totally see that other people will just like it 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 doesn't matter and um how does Mm. that do you find yourself collaborating with a lot of youtubers because i have seen quite a bit of collaborations how how would you describe that experience
1: Oh! oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just heard oh a lot of vowels.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just died inside a little bit. Uh, um, it's okay. I am too. It's okay. That's fine. they are collaborating. Uh, well, okay. So that's that's a fun topic because I've tried to collaborate with a lot more YouTubers than it looks like. Oh, okay. I mean, which I'm sure a lot of people could probably say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But um, my thing is I I genuinely only reach out to people or make things with people that I would enjoy, like, spending time with. I'm not going to make a video with you if I don't want to hang out with you. Like, just, it's that simple because there won't be any chemistry in the video. Yeah. It's going to be a terrible experience. Unless you've got something amazing to offer me, like, you know, you own a theme park and we're going to do a video at your theme park.
0: Like, then it's going to be
1: entertaining. Like... There'll, cool. be, there'll be, something but, <laughs> there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you've got some amazing content, but I'm not going to do it just cause you've got a million subscribers. If I think it's going to be crap content, like why would people, why would your million subscribers jump over to my channel? If I was boring on your channel for 20 minutes.
0: Exactly. Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> what's the point? So the people I reach out to are usually friends and a lot of the time they forget about the videos we filmed together out of meant to be posted once they reach a certain number of subscribers. <laughs>
0: How, yeah, how could you, I mean, we don't have to get too into it or anything like that, but, like, how would you also (laughs) describe that experience of, like, I mean, sort of, like, what I've, the gist that I got to before, the way you articulated it before was more like, like, you're fostering the community and you want to do your best to help others, but when it comes down to just, you know, having a little bit of help in return what what is the yeah like how do you how do you cope with that how do you try to still be yourself at a 100 percent in those moments
1: uh that mm, mm, good question yeah i guess <laughs> you're to... <laughs> crying about it for 20 minutes
0: uh and then everybody listens
1: it's great like no, but, i i honestly yeah. I, I don't know i've had a lot of people fuck me over in that regard and like that sounds like that sounds like a, a lot—a a big word to use for it. like, oh, yeah. they fucked me over. But like, <laughs> they kind of did. Like, it's—it's it's a bit of a business deal, and it's like, hey, I'll do this if you do this, you'll help me, I'll help you.
0: Oh, okay. And
1: then they just don't, and it hurts as a business partner or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And then as a friend, like as a creative who respected this other creative, you're like, oh, I was worth nothing but some numbers to you, or what you thought we made wasn't good, like.
0: What what did I do? It's just like what you described earlier, where it's like, oh yeah, it's not just because you have a million followers or whatever, it's like, no, because I want to make something genuinely fun. And
1: I don't know what I was about to say, because I got very distracted by numbers on my screen that just came up. Why are they there?
0: 69, 69, 420, you know? I wish, I wish. Oh, Ah, no, they're gone now. (laughs) It was just GarageBand was, the numbers (laughs)
1: changed colour and I thought it was, it stopped recording, but... But yeah. I don't know what just happened. Um, Sorry. So, <laughs> Very no, derailed so, there.
0: So would you say like you're in a kind of break period right now for you creatively and like how are you you're gonna like get back to with like more content in in like what way? I remembered what I was gonna say. <laughs> and it is relevant to this question
1: too, which is fantastic. Because um I was saying before that uh the video is just uh You'd have to be better than yourself each time with everything you create. Like any creative wants to do, they want to improve and learn. Yeah. And I kept trying to make my last, my next video better than my last one. And it got to a point where I was like, all my videos are shit now because I can't make them any better
0: than the last one. You know, what's... which in my brain was just telling me it was terrible. <laughs> no, but that's sort of the funny thing. Sort of the the moments I like best in your videos is when like you sort of break character. And then you're just, like, laughing about, like, oh, this is so stupid, but you're still doing it, and that's what, like, keeps me even more engaged.
1: Good. I'm glad to hear that, because I don't know what else to do in those moments. I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. It's so genuine. That's
0: the part where it's like, oh, yeah, he's just, he's putting on a character, and it's freaking cracking him up, and that's funny.
1: Yeah, there's definitely, like, there's a character. The character is me, but feeling really, really good.
0: Yeah. And I can see that. And then do you you find like yourself like kind of like leaping into the future now to get more of an idea of like Blue the Dragon and what's the future for your channel? Like, do you pursue more of the furry uh, type of content or are you going to be making more of like your other personal side channel stuff like the drag, the content, the dancing, the the Mm. makeup?
1: I think, uh, well, The Future for fur, my channel in particular, is probably play the game for a little bit. For once in my fucking life, mm. I'm gonna actually play the game, but I'm gonna be very honest about the fact I'm playing the game, and mm. I'm gonna start videos with shit like, I'm wearing a fursuit head for this entire video so it's more clickable, alright, what are we gonna talk about? You know, Just crap like that, but yeah. honestly, giving the people what they want, even if it's not exactly what I wanna make. Yeah. I'll do that for a little bit. Then, if that works, fantastic. I'll start doing things I want to do again and see if everyone disappears. It's if a... that doesn't work, fantastic. I'll still start doing things I want to do again, but no one will disappear.
0: Yeah, no, I, I totally see that too. And you're one of the... It's funny because you're one of the few YouTubers that I'm aware of in the furry YouTuber circle that doesn't wear a fursuit head all the time or doesn't full suit all the time. It's It's actually more of just mm-hmm. you and... That's sort of what's kept me subscribed. That's what's kept me engaged more.
1: Oh, thank you. It's really nice to hear that. Cause I didn't have a fursuit just cause I was broke. Like <laughs> it wasn't like a choice. I just yeah. didn't have one. Yeah. Uh, but I was lucky in the sense that when I started my channel, which by the way, um, in reference to my video, I was the, f- I invented for a YouTube, blah, blah, blah. I didn't, <laughs> uh, I was proved wrong. That's fine. <laughs> oh. I'm going to make a video acknowledging that, uh, I I would say I refined and popularized it, though. I didn't invent mm-hmm. it. There were people who did the same thing I did, but they never got any sort of attention, which is why I didn't find them. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, was, so I need really to correct helpful.
0: that. Yeah, it was really helpful to, like, signal boost them, though, too.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, that's that's the thing that I hope I did do, even though I I thought I'd done this amazing thing and completely invented a genre... Uh, of youtube and a career for a bunch of people turns out i didn't but i really fucking helped create it i really helped in the early stages yeah so yeah i'm still proud of myself for that but um when i've uh, posted another video of myself staring at the camera after that the next one i'm going to post is me acknowledging all of the people who did come before me whether they're still making content or not and if they are encouraging people to go check them out because oh. just like I expected people to be helping me for paving the way, mm. I should be helping the people who paved the way for me.
0: Oh, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, I can't wait to see that then. That'd be really cool to get a background and, kind of idea of it. Nice. I forgot why I got onto that
1: topic. I went on a full tangent. I was answering something else, but now um, you know that instead.
0: What were we answering? Uh, Well, I guess um, I was just more of interested, like, um, hearing, like, your idea and your predictions for, like, the future of maybe, like for you yourself in the furry fandom, or, like, just kind of, like, what direction we're headed, because, freaking, we have a pandemic on our hands, Um and <laughs> it's... The future always gets weirder with more and more drama, or more and more, oh, like, right. volcanoes erupting or whatever on the other side of the planet. I don't know what's mm-hmm. going to happen. So, for at Everything. least... Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, God. Um <laughs> At least if I could focus on my little corner <laughs> in the fandom, I want to make my little community better too in the same way that you try to um so i do take a lot of inspiration so yeah thank you for that um wow oh shit we've been (laughs) we've been going for like an hour 10 already um oh fuck yeah yeah that went by fast um but i guess we'll take the last couple of minutes do you want to mention anything else that you'll be working on or want to plug or shout out I wish I was that interesting.
1: Um, Oh, I live stream. (laughs) I forgot about that this entire time. Oh, we can Um, talk about
0: that for a bit if you want. Yeah.
1: Yeah, sick. Um, Yeah, I started streaming on Twitch a few months ago, and it's been the coolest fucking thing, actually. Uh, It's been a lot of fun. Uh, A bit of gaming, a bit of just talking bullshit, and also I've been doing some editing streams because. Uh, another thing I didn't really mention is, uh, the majority of my income at the moment is, uh, partially Patreon and partially editing for other people. Mm-hmm. So I edit for, um, uh, Adam from your movie sucks. And, oh, nice. and yeah. he, he's amazing. He's such a nice guy. Literally. I just know him cause of the fandom. So yeah. I've watched his Adam Burries. plays
0: videos. They're really funny.
1: <laughs> Have you by any chance seen the 007 one that he just posted?
0: Oh no, I haven't kept up with him recently. I'll go check it out though. Yeah. Ah, did you I edit edited that?
1: that. <laughs> yeah, oh, I nice. just literally. You know how I said I was finishing a video? That was episode two of that series.
0: Ah, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, you had a hand in that. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I edit gaming videos for him, and I uh, also edit uh, his quickie movie reviews. He does the really long one, long ones himself still, but all of the like the frequent reviews that he mm-hmm. posts for movies on his YMS channel, I edit all the videos for those. Uh, which is really good fun, and he's such a nice guy to work with. He's yeah, really, absolutely really talented
0: dude too. Yeah. Oh, he's
1: amazing. He's he's so business minded. It's insane how like like he just gets shit done. It's oh, I respect him a lot. Uh, and I edit uh beta's con videos at the moment, which beta. have been really good fun because I don't get to go to cons because we're all hiding inside. So yep.
0: <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. Is that uh, wait, yeah. Beta Ada Delota? Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool, dope. Okay.
1: Yeah, he's absolutely lovely too. I've been editing his con videos for a little bit because he just randomly hit me up out of nowhere and went, can you edit these? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. sure. Um, nice, that's, and, I love to hear that. And yeah, just like I take on random work all the time. Uh, I've done a few videos for Foofy. I think I'm going to do one for Ragehound, and I'm doing one for Majira
0: this week. Oh, that's a I lot. Think. Wow, Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's,
1: that's why it's where most of my money comes from, because YouTube doesn't pay me shit, mm-hmm. and as until recently, my Patreon was not paying me shit either. So,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's part of the game, right? Yeah. That's part of the game, exactly. So, got to substitute with,
1: with something, and I am just lucky that I was able to substitute with something where I was still able to be creative and work from home on my own time so I can fit YouTube in, which I've not been doing very well because I needed even more money than i thought i did but mm-hmm. as i said very recently patreon started doing a lot better which is meaning i can actually put a lot more time back into youtube exactly yes. yeah that sounds like a solid plan i'm very excited but yeah i've been doing um i forgot i was talking about i'm twitch streams. this is what happens when i get baked i just tangent <laughs> off into space no that makes every for a, time
0: that's for a great it's-
1: podcast episode to be totally honest <laughs> quality as long as people don't mind me not finishing my points because when i listen to a podcast sometimes i get really annoyed because i'll be like listening and they'll be going on this really good point and then they won't finish it i will be like oh. i was so into that where did you go
0: <laughs> that thread disappeared sorry
1: <laughs> Uh yeah it's been deleted by the moderator sorry about that yeah um but uh yeah streaming on twitch has been absolutely amazing because it gives me some of that like live feedback that I got from any sort of stage performance. And that ties in with the future of the fandom, I reckon, is going to be a lot more of stuff like that like, if this lockdown keeps going, we're going to need to see a lot more content creators doing stuff like that. Like, if you're a musician in the fandom, I'm hoping that you're doing streams. Yeah. If you're a DJ in the fandom, I hope you're doing DJ streams. I hope you're taking advantage of the lockdown. That's what we all should be doing. Make, yeah. Like, m- make everyone's at home now. Stage. And yeah, Yeah. you have never had a better time to make the internet your stage. Like, everyone is sitting in front of a screen way more than they ever have. Yep. And you've got a camera go for it like that is that is what i hope everyone who is being a creative in this fandom is doing outside of this fandom as well any sort of creatives that are trying to work at the moment Uh, but i think this fandom specifically we're gonna see a lot more moving into the virtual world because literally as long as i've been in the fandom i have said and had furry say to me god damn i can't wait until vr's like really good True. and you can just like be your sonar <laughs> and just like squeeze on some fucking fox titties oh Oof. like I, it physics. has been said on repeat and guess what <laughs> vr is getting really good
0: it is it's advancing like every single day i've been noticing uh more furries in the, on the technical side of things they make freaking mm-hmm. incredible models incredible rigs insane yeah
1: insane yeah it's it's fucking insane watching them like i've been watching some like speed riggings of like models and stuff like that just because for a brief moment in life i thought i'd want to do 3d modeling i still might try it again because i really enjoyed what i did try but uh excuse me uh it's just another fucking program to learn honestly like (laughs) blender
0: blender is a a good free to use program i've heard of yeah i've been thinking of playing with blender because i did um uh
1: that other one pixel makes that was free that i can't remember not zbrush the other one the free version sculptress i oh, played around I with that, that for a while yeah. and that was actually really good fun uh because i always just enjoyed clay as a kid so i was like oh it's just clay but on a computer
0: yeah it's way more <laughs> so, intuitive yeah
1: yeah i want to make suits as well that's the thing i legitimately want to do just randomly throwing that out there
0: Ooh. That would be cool, yeah, start yeah. off. My boyfriend yeah. is actually working on his circle head. He had a, you can order um, different Ooh. parts um, for, like, yeah. th- from different people. Like, makers will often, uh, just to, like, let everybody know out there, um, sometimes you can source parts from different makers when they 3D print, um, like, noses or teeth or paw nails or something like that. And you could just assemble them together and then just learn how to fur it. So that's what my boyfriend's working on right now. Hmm.
1: Big brain, I like that. That's a good idea, yeah. I hope it turns out well, because that's fucking cool. It's just, like, a little little more personal than just getting it made and a hell of a lot cheaper, I'm assuming.
0: Oh, yeah, for 100%, yeah, because, um, mm. I mean, most of the labor comes from just the artist's time, actually, yeah. Exactly, which is 100% fair. Like, I, I honestly oh, yeah, am not yeah, surprised yeah. they don't charge more. <laughs> they definitely, yeah, they earn every penny. Give your artists bougie tips, all of the goodness, T- yeah.
1: Tip your artists. <laughs> fucking do it.
0: yes please. I mean, I'm jaded because I, you know, we're artists. So yeah. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: tip us Um, with with...
0: chicken nuggets. Oh, nugs. Okay.
1: Nugs. Oh no. Oh, I I could do an entire episode about chicken nuggets. I swear to God. Do you have the munchies? I I actually don't get the munchies. I've been smoking weed for that long that I don't get the munchies anymore. Yeah. Oh, it's, okay. it's weird it still makes food taste better but like oh nice i've been smoking almost every day since 2015 oh. um i've taken breaks obviously not literally every day <laughs> yeah, but like, sounds like a lot <laughs> yeah like when i basically i got depressed uh mm. like uh, i got hereditary depression from my dad thanks dad Oof. uh and hereditary anxiety from my mom thanks mom love it so that'll hit me at once i don't know why i don't know what started it but, but shortly, shortly after that hit me yeah i discovered weed i discovered it was amazing for yeah. my depression and anxiety and ever since i've been using that
0: yeah for, that like for being
1: the, a, a functional human
0: i'm glad that like cbd has been more of like an like an oil now that's like been more popular because it just helps people like why were oh, we doing this same. long ago Right? Literally
1: I recommended it to my neighbor the other day. Like I had this neighbor who lives down the end of the road. She's like I wanna say late thirties, but like looking at her you'd say she's like fucking early twenties, because she's just the coolest bitch. But she acts like she's in her late thirties. Um (laughs) but she was she was whinging about something, saying something hurt, and I was like, get on that CBD old girl. Like go down and and try it out. Like you can get gummies and stuff, and she was like, right, why not? Like just went for it took the recommendation of the random stoner that lives down the road next time i bumped into her she was like okay this shit's amazing like thank you for putting me oh nice
0: yeah and
1: and it's also great for anxiety too like oh
0: quality of life yeah so many people could benefit from it and it's not hurting anybody like oh i'm so glad it's like more of the norm these days and hopefully people Mm -hmm. can like I don't know, like, at the very basic level, if people are worried about money or something to just talk about it briefly, it's like, tax it, do whatever, help the economy. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Oh, my God. I went to Denver in 2015, right? So that was when being a legal state wasn't that common. Mm -hmm. And it was gorgeous there. What the hell, Denver? Like, you could see... (laughs) All of the money was going straight back into the city because yes. it was spotlessly clean, which none of the other cities in the U.S. were like even close to. Like, and everyone was just
0: chill as fuck because they were probably all baked all the time. Yeah, it not was anxious. Just, mm. Nobody's stressed. People are getting stuff done. the The economy's booming. The world looks great. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I love
1: Denver. If If I had to move anywhere in the states, it would be Denver. Denver, Colorado. Mm hmm, mm hmm. Colorado in general is just gorgeous. It's like oh, yeah. you're standing in town and it's this gorgeous sunny day and you're like getting really nice sushi for some reason, even though it's a landlocked state. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, <laughs> sick, here's my sushi. And then you look up and there's some snow capped mountains. Like, oh, nice. Yeah, I feel gorgeous good already.
0: And I just have to look at the yeah. landscape. Yeah. Oh, stunning.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd move there in a heartbeat. And I also wouldn't be mad at living in San Francisco just because it's fun.
0: What um, what was the choice to go to uh, Scotland, actually? Scotland was a very random choice
1: because <laughs> I I moved to the UK for two reasons. I had already had a job here working on a cruise ship mm. and I met a choreographer who was just actually a guest on the cruise ship, but he's, like, a very notable choreographer, uh, and he randomly saw the show and came up to me and was like, why are you not on the West End in London? And I was like, because I live in Australia. He's like, move to London. Like, you could easily get work on the West End. And I was like, okay. And he said he'd help me, which he didn't. Lol. Oh. Fun. That's another story. <laughs> the other reason I moved to the UK was for my boyfriend. Because um, I'd already met this choreographer and he would said suggested I move to London. I'd already decided I needed to change because I was getting bored. Uh-huh. Then I met uh, Icky just on Telegram. Just started chatting to him, as you do, because furries. Yeah. And uh, I think we actually we started RPing because we're trash. Um, and <laughs> we just never stopped talking. We just never stopped. It was ridiculous and then all of a sudden i was on discord to him every single day getting very little work done so that explains one of my quiet <laughs> periods on youtube yeah um, and all of that and i went yeah okay definitely need to move to the uk now i've got like potential work and a boyfriend over there let's go so uh, did- we decided to long distance for a little bit and then i moved over here to be with him that's a dream. Oh, in Scotland, dream, though, yeah. Scotland was just, yeah. Scotland was just while we were living in the UK, we lived kind of near London. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Sorry, I know Scotland's in the UK. Where we're living in England, we live near London. Uh huh. And we had a few friends from Scotland, and they were all lovely people. So we were like, okay, the Scottish are really cool. And then we went up to a convention that was held in Scotland called, wow, I really wish I knew the name of it ScotiaCon. Scotiacon
0: scotia okay
1: wouldn't it be great if i could give them the proper shout out uh yeah ScotiaCon. con yeah scotia con that's the one let me say it one more time ScotiaCon. Scotia con i'm not sponsored nor do i have anything any stake in their convention but it was a good con so yeah, if you nice. do ever go to scotland i recommend it okay. um but yeah we went up for that just to to check it out just to go to a con really and i actually didn't have a great time at the con because i was incredibly tired it was mm. no one no one's fault but my own i was just too tired for a convention But I had a great time kind of exploring Scotland and seeing a bit of it. And I was like, oh, people keep telling me I should move here because it's cheap. And I actually really love it. (laughs) And now you're there. (laughs) And now I'm here. Yeah. So it clearly worked on me. And actually, it worked out perfectly because um, not only did we end up having a friend say, hey, like, you can come live with us until you find your own place, Mm -hmm. uh, but also someone from the same household another friend also was buying a car in london (laughs) so they went down bought the car because they were buying it from a friend and then just drove past our house and and picked up all our stuff and we just did like a road trip up to scotland so it was just like the perfect it was just like what yeah okay i guess it's kind of meant to happen let's just do it then
0: nice i like yeah i like how. yeah you're really freaking adventurous and how? Are, I think we're like the same age, aren't you? Like twenty six, twenty
1: twenty five. Yes, I'm twenty six.
0: Yeah, I was born ninety four. So yeah, I think I was
1: born ninety three. So I'm I'm twenty seven and actually less than a month third oh, of October. Happy
0: birthday! Nice. Oh, thank you, yes.
1: i keep thinking i'm 27 already for some reason so i'll just finally be the age i've been in my head for about a year so
0: yeah i mean you know you're almost 30 so might as well be 30 i know yeah. i know you're gonna be a gray it's muzzle great because it's <laughs> oh my god i on a
1: separate note yes. on a less furry note what? i can't wait to actually go gray Ooh, that's gonna be sick because then it's gonna be so easy to dye my hair blue
0: Oh, that's a freaking good point. Yeah, because you have to go blonde Mm -hmm. first and, like, platinum, right, before you Mm -hmm. go blue?
1: Yeah, because I have, like, dark brown hair naturally. And also, I'll leave the sides gray, because gray and blue hair, well, I'll just be my Sona. Oh, that's
0: freaking dope. I love uh it. Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. The dream. The dream. Nice. Yeah, you're just going to
0: evolve more into your Sona, you know.
1: Literally. And I'm hoping I end up with more of a beard when I'm older, too. Mm. So, there's that, too. Well, I'll be solid. I'm literally staring at my own sonar right now. Oh my God. <laughs> One of the tangents we went on that I didn't get to explain was how my sonar came about.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're high and you have a better okay. memory than
1: me. <laughs> see, well, see, this is a problem. If I was sober, you wouldn't be saying that. You'd be like, wow, this guy's fucked. <laughs> no, it's okay.
0: But what was the, what was about your um, um, sonar?
1: My sonar. So yeah, so I designed it for porn big beefy dragon, yeah, and that was it. And then I had a headshot that I drew for when I made a Facebook account because I was like, well, I can't have no, no, no. I just I cropped, see. I cropped it. That's right, I cropped the like slightly risque bulgy ass picture. <laughs> and I just had that headshot, and it wasn't good art or anything. You should have just cropped and then... the bulge, yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. I should just crop the bulge uh just the bulge as the facebook picture that would have gone well (laughs) and i think i commissioned one or two artists uh and uh, like just for like some safe for work pieces just Mm to like get a better idea of what my character looked like than what i could do because i was really terrible at art at the time i'm still not the best but i'm a shit ton better that's for sure Mm -hmm. um so i had that and then that's where my influence on my character ended because after that, the next art I got was a gift from someone I complimented because uh, I found their Facebook page and I just sent them a message saying their art was lovely and they drew me a headshot in like this Disney kind of style Ooh, and it was awesome yeah. And I was like sick. Like I, I still one of my profile pictures on my furry Facebook account. Like not my page, my account. That's yeah. actually like a thing you can friend. It's still one of the profile pictures on there. It's did- it, the, the account's called Blue Drachen, like dragon Drachen. in German. Oh, cool. And I've told, I've sent a fucking shopped ID into Facebook so they can never cancel it for having a, a not real name.
0: <laughs> nice. Do you do you remember? Did you ever have the days of like the early fandom where um you judged people based on how cute their profile pic looked on LiveJournal or something? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's why I changed it to the Disney one. Yeah, oh, okay. I was like, oh, this is
1: way cuter than what I had. People are going to want to talk to me. This will be great.
0: Exactly. Oh, okay.
1: (laughs) And then after that, it completely lost, like, it completely fell out of my hands what my sonar looked like because after that, I started making YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. And then I started getting gift art. Oh. But I didn't have a ref. Oh, okay. I just had this Disney
0: headshot. Here's your ref. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so they I'd just send this headshot that was very stylized. And then someone else would draw it in their style. And if they drew a body, they would just kinda of draw whatever. And then when someone would like want to they'd say, Hey, can I draw you? I'd be like, Yeah, cool. I don't have a ref that like well, they, that sounds really like complacent yeah cool thank you very much (laughs) yeah cool you can draw me i don't have a ref but here's this picture that i really like
0: and that's how the like you said before the community kind of evolved it out of your hands actually
1: yeah exactly because it would just kind of be like like i would point out something that i like like i really like how they drew the the eyes in this one or something like that and the next person would draw it was like chinese whispers because then they'd keep the eyes because i said the eyes were really nice but then they'd add like this Strange ear shape or something that I hadn't seen before And I was like, ooh, I like that So I'd be like, I like the eyes and the ear shape on this But the rest the other person just made up And then slowly I built all these pieces Mm -hmm. Onto my fursona until he became a big fluffy boy
0: (laughs) Oh, good boy
1: (laughs) Except for the fact oh thanks Except for the fact that I had to Specifically make him fluffy myself No one else did that
0: (laughs) Oof, gotta have fluff I like fluff I'm biased because I'm a canine mammal But, you know yeah Scalies fluff. with fluff good shit Yeah
1: Yeah I, I was not gonna pick Like hard Dry scales Over Fucking <laughs> soft fluff I gotta like,
0: apologize Chuff. To my boyfriend Cause he is pure Western dragon scaly Not oh, floof But no. I I very much love Just saying
1: <laughs> I mean I still appreciate The shit out of him But like It's It's not fluff It's not uh, fluff It's
0: uh Yeah you need the chuffs The chuffs and the fluffs
1: The chuffs and the fluffs Exactly Yeah
0: well, oh, okay. Well, thank you. Um, damn, I gotta, like, I'm getting hungry. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> That's fair. I'm lucky
1: I ate before this.
0: I know, I should have. I only had, like, a bowl of cereal and a coffee. Oh, I got oh, kind of jazzed, good. but I'm, yeah. <laughs> I love that expression, by the way. Jazz. It's do such you like, a good one. Do you like jazz?
1: J- I love jazz.
0: Oh, yeah. Do you like I snake jazz? <laughs>
1: Do I? What is snake jazz? What? You lost me there. You know,
0: (laughs) I'm freaking done. I'm literally
1: a snake making jazz music. Okay, yeah, no, I love snake jazz.
0: Well, um, this has been Treebark, guys. I was joined by the amazing Blue, and if you want to check him out, go follow his YouTube. I'll go link that. Go follow his Twitter. Um, support him on Patreon any way you can. Um, are there any other plugs that you like to make?
1: Check out my Twitch. It's really terrible. <laughs> Is that at Blue slash
0: Twitch or Blue Dragon?
1: Um, It's, oh, it, it, all the fucking names were taken by the time I finally got on there, so it's It's terrible because I have to spell it out. It's blue boy, but it's (laughs) B-L-U-B-O-I-I-I. Go check out blue boy.
0: (laughs) Hell yeah. Blue boy. Boy, yeah, I love that. It has that inflection. Yeah, you gotta go all the way. You're very particular about that because I also noticed your blue has the umlaut on it. So it's more blue. um, Oh, yeah. Blue.
1: Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, it'd just be blah, but it's actually blue. Oh, good point. I like it. Yeah. It it also looks like a smiley face. I I was just going to
0: say that. I was just... (laughs) Yeah.
1: I'm secretly 12 inside, so I like smiley faces. (laughs) I'm
0: a little man, baby. It's okay.
1: Yeah, definitely. My sense of humor and sometimes my sense of intelligence are both 12.
0: Well, thank you. I really appreciate you making the time for this chat, and you're all the way around the world for me, but we still managed to get this done, and I really appreciate it. It couldn't happen without you. So, you guys, go check out Blue the Dragon on Twitch, Patreon, and all the social medias, and on YouTube. Um, Thank you for joining me today.
1: Bye!
0: And a huge shout out to the Patreon supporters for September, the monthly Barkers, starting with Archon Inu, Artorius Nightwalker, Barky, Ben Campbell, Bryce, Damon, Damian Adams, Ella Rira, Ferris, Florian Greywood, Hattie, Howler, Jack Scott, Jason, Jay Wolf, Kanok 82562 Lofi, Mercury, Michael Draws, Naruto Sonic, Ricks. Silent Warlock, The Pie Man78, Tyler DeRozier, Wolfie Snuggles, and Yoru PandaWolf. You can find me on Twitter, NFA at Shikokubo. If you'd like to help support the podcast and future projects, you can check out my Patreon at Shikokubo. Mwah! love you all and take care.